It's the Dopecast, episode 492, Game of the Year 2021, part 2. Two, one, two, two. And this week, guys, it's time for big discussions two. and big showdowns as we narrow down our personal two. tops and our top 10. Top two. Stay tuned. Two. Uh, yeah, buddy. It's the Dopecast. It's uh, Saturday, January 22nd, the second episode of season 13. <laughs> yeah, 13 lucky numbers. Yeah, <laughs> we are back in studio. It's 36 degrees, 9.36 p.m. It is an M-rated show, and I'm Nuss. I'm Rusty. I'm Jason. And with the three of us, you're maybe not going to get so much bullshit as you are to get a whole bunch of fucking games, uh, because this is part two of Game of the Year. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, yeah, yeah. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a a pretty cool episode, I think. Um, there there is gonna be some news. There is news. We've got to talk about the you know at least one bit of news, um, because uh, wow. Uh, <laughs> oh, are you talking about the potential merger? It's yeah, you could say potential, but I'm pretty sure that it's you know Microsoft doesn't go do what they do uh without vetting it first it's probably going to happen um yeah so microsoft announced the other day that they were trying to merge with activision merge, uh trying to buy activision blizzard yeah and which is crazy for like 63.7 some billion dollars basically more money than we'll ever ever see ever in multiple lifetimes it's um crazier because it's like four times that they paid for bethesda four or five times that they paid for bethesda and that's a fairly big acquisition right um, yeah they're spending near 68.7 billion B-, B with a B billion uh that's dollars. a lot of zeros fucking shit um yeah dude so this is this would officially make Microsoft Studios the third largest video game company in terms of revenue. It's the single largest Microsoft acquisition. The only the the only thing that is, uh, you know, that comes close to it was uh, what was it? Um, um, uh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn was the uh, was yeah. the next highest thing that they bought. Uh, so. The first highest thing that they bought was, like, Activision Blizzard video games. I mean, that's Which, pretty nuts. Well, considering that they're a the office platform of choice with most businesses. Right. Like, most of what they've been known for before is Windows. Windows and, and like, business products like Office and stuff like that, right? Right, but Office products. Right. And then it's, I think it's significant that they spent that much on games. Right. You know, and, and Game Pass yes. well, has been exploding <laughs> to the point where we think My, that Sony's talking about doing something similar. Well, I yeah, mean, yeah. Microsoft made a huge gamble with the original Xbox and getting into that space. Well, um, it's not the first time mm-hmm. that they've, you know, went out and, and purchased something huge like this. I mean, remember when they picked up Minecraft? That was a big thing, too. Yeah. You know, and... and that's just one game, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but with uh, 
you know, and they were actually thinking about pulling out of the entire space, uh, and then they brought in Phil Spencer, and Phil Spencer kind of turned everything. Yeah. Phil's um, like, are you dumb? Because uh, <laughs> this is a multi-billion but, dollar industry here, guys. <laughs> you, you think about it, though. This also means that they're now in the mobile game space because this acquisition also includes King. Yeah, uh that's i mean that's a pretty big deal there um <clears throat> the um i'm not sure if i think king was i don't think king was their target um, oh no but no but they inherited it with activision blizzard right you know and, and that and mobile is a you know is a big market too i i kind of shit on mobile games just because of the quality of mobile games most of the time but um and their monetization is kind of abhorrent, but yeah. uh, the, uh, the the reality there is, is that it does bring in a fuckload of money, and mm-hmm. that's the whole reason why King was acquired in the first place. Yeah. Um. The uh the the bigger like the big questions like are that's coming from all this is, you know. Does this mean that we're going to see Diablo on Game Pass? Does this mean that we're going to uh, see Call of Duty on Game Pass? Call of Duty on Game Pass. Are they going to give you World of Warcraft and you only pay for the subscription or something? That's another thing. There's another uh, another ripple going through uh, going through the the YouTube space of what does this mean for subscription games or subscription MMOs going forward? Because a lot of the game, you know, a lot of MMOs have gone with a free to play, but there's a premium service that you can buy for a subscription. Uh, whereas there's only a few that are fully subscription based. WoW is that, and Final Fantasy XIV is that. Don't you still have to buy the game for WoW? You do have to buy the game for WoW. Same thing for uh, for you know Final Fantasy, but. Uh, in in contrast, ESO you buy the uh, you buy the expansion, and you could play it free to play, but you can also have the premium service and you know and go from there. Or Lost Ark, where you uh, where it's completely free to play, uh, and they monetize based off their cash shop only. Um, and then of course you could buy the monthly subscription for them for premium services as well. You know, what does that mean for, you know, MMOs in that space? Is Microsoft going to shake that up and say, hey, we like the ESO model. You know, let's drop the subscription, you know, the subscription fee and then do uh, and do a premium service. You know, build that into World of Warcraft and try to uh, maybe get away from the WoW token conspiracy shit that's going on right now where it's like play to earn. Um where you could sell WoW tokens for, like, cash. And that's kind of crazy. <clears throat> that seems um, like a bad idea. Well, that's that's what's going on right now, and it's one of the reasons why WoW is kind of, you know, tanking hard, is that, uh, that you can invest real-world money into WoW tokens and then buy gold from people in the game. It also means that... Um, Phil Spencer is now a major player in the WoWverse. Right. Which, that's kind of a big deal because I feel like, in general, he hasn't been doing anything drastically bad. 
Well, there's there's that, and of course, if we're talking about like you know heads of you know you know people heading would, stuff up, we're I also would take thinking ten Phil Spencers over any one Bobby Kotick, right? And and that's the thing. I mean, Bobby Kotick is you know his days are numbered. You know that is for sure. Uh, like, there was a like, a, I don't feel bad about saying this, saying that I feel like he's been one of the things that's held the game industry back over the last twenty years. Well, I'm pretty. I'm. I'm I think right most there with pe- you. I think most people would agree that Bobby Kotick has uh, not. He's made Activision a lot of money. Oh yeah. But he has not done gamers any favors. He's. Well, a, I don't think he's done. You know, I don't think he's done gamers uh, or uh, game development. You know, the game development. The people behind game development any favors either. He is uh, 100%, you know, looking at numbers on a spreadsheet and saying this, do this to make that number go up. Uh, and it doesn't matter whether or not it like grinds people to dust in, you know, in his development studio or if the players like it at all. Um, I mean, Call of Duty is a triple A game that they were pumping out every year. Well, and that is, that is another thing. So I know that just, changed too right well call of duty has been kind of going through some uh through some pains of uh game quality um i'm not a big it, call of duty fan but you know, anymore it hasn't hit the numbers it hit 10 years ago right so does the microsoft you know acquisition say that do they say to uh to those studios not every year every two years but make them really good or is it every you know, three years and then make it extra good? Well, I mean, it used to be that there was a trade-off between what Treyarch, Treyarch and, and uh, um, uh, Infinity Ward. Yeah. Uh, and that was each one of those studios would use, you know, basically a two-year cycle uh, where they would release a game and then the other one would release a game. Um and it and literally been doing the same thing for like 15 years or something, right? Right. Now, if you was to combine, you know, if you was to combine the, you know, the two and just, you know, churn one out every two years, but support the one that you've got out for a period of time, um, that, that could reinvigorate. Maybe one of them lays the bones down. The other one does the real time support, you know, yeah, that's possible. Real time yeah. improvements, you know, the it, game modes and. The balancing and all that other shit. The thing is, is that there's just a, a lot of gamer fatigue with those games. It's like, it's the same game. It's just, a, you know, just a different skin over top of it. Uh, there really isn't it's, anything that, you know, is Call of Duty and, and Call of Duty and the Madden games are essentially the same. Yeah. And that, and because get, they sell every FIFA, year. You got a FIFA, a Call of Duty, and a Madden every single year. Right. And, they, and because they sell every year, they churn them out every year. You know, that's, that's the problem. And then um, most recently the NBA games too. Right. You know, so there is with this one bit of news, so many questions that, you know, that gets thrown into the mix. Not only is it just like, Oh, one big company just, you know, is trying to absorb another big company, but does it, you know, affect, you know, the development of, you know, of the games that we're looking forward to like Diablo four, um, does this include, uh, you know, all, what the future would be for, you know, World of Warcraft, all of the, you know, all of the different, you know, uh, IPs that are currently in the works right now at, you know, at Blizzard, uh, 
uh, and Activision are now going to be under basically new management because, you know, as we had kind of alluded to, the, you know, Kodak is going to be out as soon as he gets his golden parachute. Well, as soon um, as they figure out, I mean, it's not like I can kick him out initially because there's a transition period and right. this is a deal that's going to take a while to go through. If and it goes through, it's, it's going to not only that, but there's generally with executive level, there's contracts to think about. Well, the thing about uh, with with, like with this, they want to keep him in his position right now because he can make the you know the transition smooth, uh, and well, you know, and, and you can hate him as much as you want, but he is a businessman and he will make sure that that you know it happens. Now, if he does his job up to that point, you know, the general consensus from you know pretty much everybody they want him gone. Yeah, you know, and he's going to leave. You know, it's there was a uh, a news report. I I forget exactly where it was, uh, but he said, you know, he had basically said, "I'm going to stay until the transition's complete, and then I'm gone." You know, and that is, I mean, that's light at the end of the tunnel, but that doesn't necessarily fix the problem that's happening right now. You know, um, so there's there there's still stuff that's going on you know at blizzard that's not great <laughs> so yeah but i can't help but think that nothing could be worse in the current situation although i know there's a lot of people worried about monopolies in gaming because microsoft is buying so many studios but the same could be said for sony having as many exclusives they have and Microsoft isn't making everything wholly exclusive like a lot of the Bethesda games are going to end up on PlayStation. It's just they're going to have yeah. periods where they end up on Game Pass first and then they end up being sold to the other partners. You know? Well, uh, just you know, just from from a business standpoint, you see this in, in cycles. If you just go back and look at you know big businesses buying up other companies, mm-hmm. you'll you'll see this happen. Well, they'll buy them all up and then they'll split the company into multiple different spot, uh, sections. So you'll see Microsoft under the big Microsoft banner right now, picking up all these things. And then probably if I had to speculate down the line, if somebody starts waving the monopoly flag, Microsoft will be like, okay, well this is now Microsoft business. And then this is Microsoft home. And then this is now Xbox and the, and we're going to have, yep. you know, multiple different companies under the same banner. No. And that, how you know alphabet works with google and all the other shit that they've got going on right now so you know these big companies will have stakes and everything but uh you know they'll uh, they'll dodge the monopoly bullet um and that is just what happens you know that's just from history you know it's a big win for xbox game pass that's for goddamn sure um, because just the amount and quality of games coming from those studios, man, that's going to be great for Game Pass. Um, will we see uh, an increase in price on Game Pass? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they've I mean, got, what, 60-something a... million subscribers now? Yeah. Well, the, the, uh, they had said something. No, it wasn't. It wasn't sixty. It was like twenty-five million. Twenty-five million, I think, is the uh, uh, of the uh, game game pass ultimates. I think it was 
So I wonder where they're getting all this extra money from. Because Microsoft basically like is built with bricks of freaking one hundred dollar bills. I'm I'm pretty sure of it. The whole well, the whole campus is they just knock down one corner. Well, I'm just thinking like, <laughs> okay, so let's let's just say fifteen to twenty bucks, right? We're talking about maybe what three hundred a million gross a month. Mm-hmm. They're looking at long hauls, though. I mean, I know, but how many years does it take off to pay that much billion, that many billions? I mean, it's not just it's they've, not they've just what's like, available dropped. for free on Game Pass, though. That's the thing. I know they're making money off of the DLCs and everything else. They're they're not only are they making money off the DLCs, but not everything <laughs> is available for Game Pass. It's you know, there's still it's still a store. Uh, you still can buy games from you know from the Xbox Store. So it is a storefront, um, but it's having control of the current IPs and what comes next out of those uh, companies that I think is what they're banking on. Yeah, uh, it, it's still a lot of B's in in that num you know in that number, but I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure that they'll make their money back really f- fairly quickly because. Uh, you know the 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 gaming industry isn't going away anytime soon and also based on you know the uh the company structures you have to remember that Xbox not only gets revenue based on uh Xbox specific titles all of the all of the PC title revenue um that's not bought through Steam or Epic Game Store goes that direction as well so and you also understand that that part of that 68 billion dollars is they're buying all of the subscriptions to wow as well now yeah. granted wow has actually gone down in subscription uh, subscriber numbers but that doesn't necessarily mean it won't go back up again uh and there's always and anything that has a a monthly subscription like that is you know, is a fairly decent price, you know, fairly decent generator of, uh, of revenue anyway, because sure there's overhead to actually can support the game, but yeah. And the way that stuff works with the game pass is the DLC is never included in the price. So, right. If you want. So for example, with wasteland three, I got the base game on game pass and then I ended up spending about 25 bucks on DLC or something like that. It's a, you know, so I, I look at, you know what's available on Game Pass is kind of like a loss leader. Uh, you would uh, you would see it's it's the uh, the it's the rotisserie chicken for four dollars at Costco. Yeah, and that gets you in the door, and then you end up you know spending three or four hundred dollars on groceries. Um, <laughs> you know it's, that's you know it, that is what you know what I'm seeing here. Now I've been using a lot of the you know the the free access myself. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I wouldn't, you know, pick up a game or pick up a DLC for a game that I like, um, you know, from that service. And I've done that before. Um, So it's... But Microsoft as a... You have to think Microsoft as a whole, though, with Xbox being a separate division, not a separate company at this point. Microsoft on a whole uh, generates... 35 to 45 billion dollars a year in revenue. in revenue. Right. So and that's you not know. counting what they're getting from the acquisition. Exactly. So you you have to look at this business sense wise 2 or 3 years their their investments 
probably good and they're making money at that point. Well, um, which with an acquisition like this, that's exactly where you're thinking is the acquisition itself needs to be able to make that for it to, yeah. you know, for it to break even. They're not going to be sub- they're not going to be happy with just breaking even after a couple of years of the entire business as a whole. They're going to want to make money off of, you know, off of their investment like right away. So, um, and I think that that's, it's already a shoe in because, I mean, if you're looking at, you know, subscribers each month, $15 a month, uh, you know, you know, times, I don't, I don't know, fucking, uh, just, just throwing out a number like three or four million. That's yeah. that's uh, <laughs> and Activision Blizzard makes eight billion a year, right? You know, so it's annual revenue. So if they keep it for ten years, they're at a profit, right? And they've yeah. got plenty of IPs to work with there, and of course they're buying it before the release of uh, of Diablo Four, which is, you know, that's going to be a pretty big title once that releases. Also. Also, you know, pre the next Infinity Ward cycle, and which drops this year, and and the Infinity Ward cycle for Call of Duty being the last uh, well reviewed title, right? With Modern Warfare, and then and then you've got uh, Overwatch two for esports and yep. all kinds of there's all kinds of potential there, you know. So they're they're definitely uh, they're definitely in a spot right now, so that they could. They could really reap some rewards off of this fairly quickly, just from stuff that's in the pipe. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll see. Um, but from from a lowly peon perspective, I'm looking forward to seeing some of these games on Game Pass. <laughs> but also looking forward to see. I mean, you know, it's gonna. It their position can only improve. Activision Blizzard from a, you know, on the, on their employee standpoint than from where they're at right now. Yeah. It, it, it can, it could definitely. That I have a hard time believing that, uh, Phil Spencer is going to allow a a lot of that stuff to continue. No, as soon as, as soon as the, uh, as soon as Kotick is gone, which is going to happen immediately after, the transition's even, done. Even but even before then, Spencer can probably slap the cuffs on him and just. Oh, I'm pretty sure he's going to be locked in his you, office. You sit. You sit in. You just sit in your office and play Candy Crush. Yeah, you're going to lame and duck I'll it take for care right of now. everything. Yep. <laughs> the uh, the the company culture will probably uh, will probably change. Now they haven't really done very much as far as company culture for any of the other acquisitions. They've been kind of hands off. You guys do your own thing. Yeah. Um. But I think that'll be different with uh with Blizzard at least Blizzard itself, if not Activision and Blizzard, because Activision tends to grind their uh their developers into the dust. Uh, uh, with the churn. So, yeah. uh, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's big news. We're going to be wa- watching to see what happens from this. Um, cause it is, uh, it's from, it is one of the biggest, if not the biggest acquisition, uh, in, in gaming history. Yep. Yeah. It's certainly way the hell up. There. You know, so, um, so that is, that's a pretty big deal. Um, interested to see how this works uh works out that is uh 
That's the news. That was the big news this week. <laughs> yep. And but something we knew we'd need to touch base on. So. Yeah. Uh, so we, we needed to get that out of the way before we either, we either forgot about it or we were too tired to talk about it. So. <laughs> Well, uh, and next week we'll have a whole new crop of things to talk about uh, as me and Rusty have PS5s now. Yes, yes, I ended up getting a PS5. Holy crap. That was amazing. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you, Trent. You helped out quite a bit getting that motherfucker. So um, uh, that, uh, that is basically a whole other set of games that I can now play. And... Believe it or not, I've been playing them. Not just Final Fantasy XIV, guys. I have been playing other games. I turned my TV on for the first time in two and a half years. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So how's my uh, how's my personal uh, game of the year treating you uh, there, buddy? The 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 game that I'm uh, the first game that I played with uh, with my final uh, or with my final uh, my. F- <laughs> my PlayStation Five is uh, Ghosts of Tsushima, uh, and Ghosts is beautiful. Um, I'm playing the PS4 version on PS5, which plays it, it plays great. I have a 1080p TV, so it's really not that big of a deal for me to uh, you know to not have the PS5 version of it. Um, but it, it plays really great, and it's taking advantage of the speed of the uh, of the PS5 with all the load times being like basically instant. So, my biggest issue with you know, with consoles has always been load times. It's not a thing. It's not a thing anymore. No, because they're more like they're more like mid high range PCs, right? So, uh, it's not a thing anymore. I don't have to worry about it. It's just as fast as you know as, as my PC loads up. You know different instances of you know of uh of final fantasy 14 so as far as i'm concerned it's smooth as fucking it looks great and of course ghost is a beautiful game and, and you're <laughs> playing a game without a insanely long login queue uh, well it's, it's the login queue is not that ba- bad anymore but that's 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 mmo news and we're not that's you know i'm I'm gonna get hand slapped if i get into mmo uh, MMO news i'm sure um but yeah the uh you know it's it's actually nice to have another option because having a controller uh my fingers have not been doing so great Uh, my fingers split and are cracking at the fingertips uh so having a controller game that i can play uh, is it, it's it allows me to heal uh, on my fingertips, which well, now you know why I alternate between controller and mouse and keyboard too. Well, this this I don't right have the here same is, issue as you. I have wrist issues. Yeah, th- this right here is th- this is something different, but yeah, it it definitely like the only problem I have is with my right thumb. Uh, <laughs> I have I have a split in a very unfortunate spot on my right thumb. It's right at the top edge of my of the left side of my right thumb which is mm. when you try to go and press the um uh the options button on the P- uh, uh, ps5 yeah. it's because that button is so small it hits that it's split. right there oh my and God. all that all the pressure from that button just focuses <laughs> right on the split it's it sucks it sucks so hard uh so um thankfully 
Not many games actually use that button for uh, uh, anything more than like going in and pausing the game or uh, or going into an option screen or whatnot. So that's great. But um, yeah, it it sucked. I <laughs> I have to kind of like claw my con- you know controller and hit it with my my middle finger um, to uh, to be able to well, uh, hit the options. It's button. not a action packed button anyway. No, so you should be all right. That's and thankfully because. That sucks, but yeah, um, I'm I'm going through that. I've got I've got ghosts to go through. Um, uh, I've got uh, Final Fantasy VII remake because obviously, um, and now I'm going to have Demon Souls and Returnal to play. Uh, I was going to pick up Ratchet and Clank, but I kind of said, you know what? I'm going to go through these few games first, and then I'll go back, uh, go and yeah, play I'm, that. I'm not picking up a new game until Dying Light 2 comes out. Dying Light 2 is coming out. Elden Ring is coming out. Holy fuck, there's a lot of games coming out. You know, uh, let's talk about the games that we got through last, <laughs> last year, huh? How about that? So we are getting to that point. Um <laughs> Jason, I need you to help moderate this a lot. Uh, um, I, I need to actually uh, pull up the freaking spreadsheet because I finally ahead. just, I've been charging my tablet this whole time and now I finally got to a place where I could turn it on. Oh. <laughs> like uh, like SpongeBob SquarePants, I'm ready, sir. Oh boy. Wow. He went there. Okay. You what? know what you don't have in here, Jason? Huh. Top five by rank per person. Oh, yeah. I don't yet. Man. I think you just need to reference the cell and you'll have it set. There there you go. Okay. I have... I... So, we've got... So, we rated... Last week, we rated 60 games um, fairly quickly. And I think now that we have a top 10 list now kind of set, I think it might be worth revisiting those games to make sure we want these in our top 10. And then we also have a, top, a bottom five, which... We haven't done in a little while. Um, I can't believe. Well, I can't believe we had a bottom five because of the way last year worked. Uh, yeah. Well, there wasn't very much. <laughs> there wasn't very much uh, on the previous year. There wasn't very many games that came out because you know COVID basically stopped things. Um, and yeah. then and then we got a trickle of of games last year, more than we thought, but we still had a trickle. I've got um, a I've got an idea, Jason. You tell me what you think, and same with you, Rusty. Since we did have some remakes last year, could we do a top remake, and that'll pull? Up, we have remakes in our top ten right now. No. Oh, yeah. do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I guess. And which means you'd need to. You'd, I, I probably should have told you that beforehand. Though. Yeah, because you have to, re- to have to retag. Basically everything. Okay. Games as remakes. Well, that'll actually be easy because there's only one game in our top ten that's a remake, right? Yeah. So, I mean, we already know what that is. Fun times. Fun times. We ought to do... I think the bottom five. I think we need to figure out what that actually is. I'm going to go through the list in no particular order. And then we need to deliberate what our worst game was. So, like... And not just by rank. By experience and everything. Okay. Like, I, I can I, I can already tell you a couple games are, are high contenders for, 
for our bottom ranked. So for our bottom ranked games, we have Breath Edge, Starmancer, Elite Dangerous Odyssey, Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance, and Aliens Fireteam Elite. And I think that's, except for one of those, that's mostly me and Rusty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, let's be honest. I, I didn't have time or money to, uh, to try anything that you were rusty shed on last year. So, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, you didn't need to, (laughs) oh, you played elite dangerous, but didn't have odyssey and odyssey got in the way of you playing elite dangerous pretty much, pretty much like I, and because they redid a lot of stuff. With all the other of, versions of the game. All of the updates that they did for Odyssey broke a lot of things in Horizons. Right. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. Because they couldn't just, like, let it let it slide. I mean, I would have been fine if I could play Horizons without any of the changes to Odyssey, but they because they changed the, the actual world generation, um, it was impossible to play that game afterwards. So, yeah, and when you think about Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance, that was a huge disappointment in a broken game, but it didn't fuck up what had happened before. We had nothing leading up to that. That didn't tie into anything else. It just sucked. It, uh, true. It, uh, yeah, Odyssey was such a big disappointment that it broke an existing game. It um, broke an existing game that we all play a lot of. Right. It, it made me stop playing the game completely, which is... You know, and I was I'm, into that game, like, fucking hard, you know. At this point, I'm even to the point of waiting until the anniversary of the Odyssey release before installing it again, just to see if I can get VR to work. I have not even kept up with what changes they've made. Um, you know, to be honest, that game just died to me when, you know, when I no longer could play the game that I liked. Um, and that that's kind of sad. Yeah, I don't think Breath Edge hit even close that hard. Breath Edge was not a good game. It was a very mediocre game. It just it, it, it was suffered di- from weird direction. Yeah, weird game design direction. It wasn't really broke. It just, the second half of the game sucks. Yeah. Starmancer is just early access and has time for improvement. Yeah. But it's just not that playable. At least, okay, I haven't played it in four or five months at this point, but the last time I played it, it was fairly unplayable. And then again, going Aliens Fireteam Elite is not horrible. It's just incredibly mediocre. It's it's, it's a one shot playthrough that gives you no reason to play it beyond recruit. It and the variables on it aren't tuned well enough. Maybe they are now, but I don't. I don't know. I we mean, played through. We played through the whole game in what twelve hours to get through the whole campaign. So it's it's not, and there's not a lot of variety to the variables that you could add. Like, it's not going to regenerate the map in a different way. It's going to tell you to headshot instead of do something else, right? Like, it's not doing anything crazy. I don't know. Like, again, it was better than Colonial Marines, but that's not saying a lot. Yeah, so that's the thing. You know, if it's better than Colonial Marines, but not by a lot, I don't. I don't know. Um, I'm thinking that it is a pretty big brown note for me because I was. I know that you. You know, you and I. We got through it, but yeah. I didn't enjoy it. No, I, 
<laughs> we we played it out of the stinkers. It's the best stinker. Okay. I'm, it's a semi. It's like mm. a it's like a turd that doesn't stink so bad. It's like one that you pick up that's kind of dry that your dog left over that didn't leave too much of a stain. I tend I tend not to pick up turds. <laughs> um, whereas Odyssey was like you are assigned bathroom duty at the restaurant that you work at, and somebody literally poop explosioned the whole stall, and you have to clean it up, and you can never use that bathroom again. Okay. Um, I, I, I can, I can kind of see that. See, it's just a, like, you don't even, you like, you even just quit the job because that was such a bad cleanup that you're like, man, this, this just can't, the memory can't be salvaged. I can't, I can't work in restaurants anymore. Now I need to get a different job. See, it used to be a good bathroom until somebody just like, you know, put fucking shit prints on the wall. And I mean, <laughs> I use this Arby's job. Like I can almost kind of relate. It's like. It wasn't a bathroom exploding, but like it's like it's like you're working fast food and it was making you enough money to buy you a game once a month and like buy you gas and get you beer occasionally. And now it's not even that because you're getting paid eight dollars an hour to clean up a poop explosion in a bathroom and it's not fucking worth it. No. So like no. you don't get paid enough for this shit. No. So you're like literally like, all right, I'm out. I'm just the manager's going to deal with this. Right. I'm fucking done. Now, having having had jobs uh, in uh, ha- having ever had to, if you've ever had to uh, to clean the bathrooms of a uh, gas station, a gas station bathroom, um, it's even worse if that gas station bathroom is uh, truck stop. Um, yeah, no, I completely one hundred and ten percent relate, and I can see the uh, the equivalency that you're going for. Um, I think Elite Dangerous Odyssey, especially now, now that I've got such a clear state of mind, I've actually think that I'm even doing better with my reviews now. I feel like that is the absolute biggest disappointment. It's ruined something that was so good. I agree. Um, that it, it is such a big stinker because it was that. Uh, because it ruined a we all like space trucking game. and space fighting and dude I was getting and VR flying it. it's like literally the best it was the best VR experience for space flight like mm-hmm. bar none worth buying uh you know an Oculus Quest to play with a controller and dicking around in space yep. and they fucked up the optimization so bad that you can't even do that and if you land on a planet you're gonna go, play on a what looks like an 80 inch 2d screen and with weird lighting and it would just be better to play on your monitor right because yeah it's what are they doing <laughs> i don't think they knew i don't think they knew at all uh so yeah i Let's, definitely understand yep jason do you have any qualms with us rating elite dangerous odyssey as the biggest stinker of the year none at all Okay, I think I think that's locked in. That's yeah. I'm 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 there. So so yeah. So number two, I think you know, uh, Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance. Those are the two biggest stinkers of the year, in my opinion. As far as I'm concerned, the 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 initial reaction that we had and the initial repulsion that we had to that game. Probably saved us way more time than uh, than anything else. Like the fact that we played it, 
we saw we saw how bad it was and then said nope get the fuck out and deleted that fucker yeah i think we even really trying to justify it and it's just like the hit detection's off the input lag is off the melee is off the targeting is off the the objectives are off the damage is off the why is this so fucking damage sponge and then this was like i just spit on it and died like the tuning was so off like yeah the loot was weird the uh the, the uh the, the the level design was kind of weird and uh the transitions between levels was not fun and yeah it, and the fact that it was all based off of a fucking hub world i'm like i've played this game before <laughs> well especially when the original dark alliance was actually really fucking decent co-op uh That's, diablo type basically like that is diablo. another thing yep if you compare it to the previous Dark Alliance, you're like, oh god, like that doesn't look that great anymore because it's a 20 year old game. But right. the gameplay on that was just it's simpler. It's a simpler time, but like it knew what it was and it did it well. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like story. We got a little bit of that. All right, why don't you be a dark elf and then why don't you be a barbarian and go? Yeah, right. You know, and go play co op at your buddy's house. So that's literally what me and John did for many weekends. Yeah, I. Uh, I've played better D&D games, for sure. Um, and Do we even want to rank the other? Do you want to just say those top? Those are our top two stinkers? Top two stinkers, I, I, I'm okay yeah, with we the can, top three. Um, because Fireteam Elite is more of a disappointment. Like, it's not nearly as bad as Odyssey or Dark Alliance. It's just, it's, it's one of the most mediocre releases of last it was year. It's very ho-hum. And and it was it was supposed to be the golden child of the uh, of the aliens, you know. Well, it wouldn't have been isolation, but that's a whole different genre, right? Isolation had a, it was its own beast. Like there's, I think that's probably the only good aliens game that's come out in the last twenty years. Twenty years? What was the aliens versus the original aliens versus predator game? AVP. Pretty good. AVP was good. Um, but that came out in like two thousand. I played AVP two, and that wasn't too, you know, it wasn't too bad. Um, Again, like twenty years ago, right? Um, so, so yeah, that was th- those are the those are our three uh, are stink child stink children. Yep, those are our turd nuggets. Turd nuggets. We're gonna call <laughs> it the turd nuggets. <laughs> I mean, since we don't have a single. Uh, Single turd. It's, it's not a brown note. The brown note. It's not a brown note. It's a brown symphony. It's a. <laughs> there are three turdlets. <laughs> turdlets. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> so those are our bottoms. Uh, those are the. Those are the. Those are the bad ones. Those are, those are the ones that. I mean, we didn't play all games. Uh, and I'm sure that there was some pretty bad games out there, but those are the ones that we played. Those are the ones that really stuck with us uh, as far as like, oh my God, that was bad. <laughs> that was very bad. Yeah, I think very bad. looking through this stuff though, so the only remakes we have on here are Mass Effect Trilogy, mm-hmm. Diablo 2 Resurrected, basically, right? Pretty. We none of us even got 
I mean, now I'm pretty far through Final Fantasy VII, but I wasn't when even we were doing this list. Yeah, and, and even, even then, it. that's and, so much of a remake that it's a new game. Yeah, um, and Rusty's just, literally hasn't started it yet, so I like, we downloaded. might as well just talk about it this year. Yeah, I haven't downloaded, but I haven't touched it yet, and that's kind of crazy because I've been so fucking into Ghost. So, <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah, when I'm looking through this, the only thing we have that is like a remake are just those two. And so pull it out of the top ten, but I think it's really easy to say that Mass Effect oh, remake yeah. was done exceptionally well. I, also, it's on Game Pass, so if you want to play it, it's got literally all the DLC, but like a couple from the first game that didn't make it in. Um, Yeah, I played about eight hours of it. Oh, so did I, did, I did actually download it, and I played about eight hours of the first one. Yeah. Um. You know, got through the first few fights, so and it runs way better than the oh, last yeah. time you played the first one. And oh yeah, looks better. Oh yeah, it looks a lot better. Um, you know, very smooth. Uh, you know, I didn't have good frame rates on the original one anyway. I, I think I played the first one on PC. Um, <coughs> yeah, I did too. I played the first one on PC, and then I got it on Xbox, and then I started playing the whole trilogy on Xbox. Right. I think I did the same. Um, <clears throat> so. Yeah, I uh, I I did FemShop um, because I mean I told you I was, uh, and I got to tell you, I think FemShop does a much better job of uh, of uh, of portraying a shepherd. Well, um, when I want to put up another ninety or one hundred and twenty gigs or whatever it is on my hard drive again, I might redownload it. Yeah, it's it's uh, if you have not played, you know, through that remake. Uh, or if you played through that, you know, played through it originally as uh, the male Commander Shepard, you need to try female Commander Shepard because it, holy shit. And me and Jason both beat that game this last year. Yep. Like, played through all three. We, between the two of us, what did the our end rating, rating go for, for that game, for the three of them together? Um, we were both at... Uh, uh, I had 4.8, you had um, uh, 4.4. No, I didn't read it that or s- Something like that. Hang on. Oh, no. 4.7. Four, 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 yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I had a, a 4.7 and a 4.8, so 4.75, which is yep. a really fucking high rating. Um, I'm, But, I mean, it's Mass Effect. The original trilogy was really good. They just made it look better and run at 60 FPS and they changed polished. a little, changed a little bit of how the cutscenes and they polished up the combat for one. Yes. A lot. Yeah. Uh, which they use the same combat system for two and three, basically with the uh, thermal clips essentially, which makes that game instead of your game guns overheating and then waiting on them to cool down. Now you just, you have an ammo counter basically. Right. Well, for one, it's, it, I noticed that it didn't have the ammo clips, but uh, it was way more forgiving than I remember. Because it remember, if I remember correctly, like you know, shooting off one round from a sniper rifle in the you know in the first game basically overheated your gun, uh, and now you can get like two or three rounds out before it overheats, and you have the option to quick swap to another weapon. So yeah, and it's got the weapon wheel thing that two and three had as well. So right. and the power wheel too, which I thought was a great addition. Yeah, so there's a lot more customization as far as how you go about combat. 
Are you playing it on normal or hard? Uh, I'm playing it on whatever difficulty is, you know, default. The default, yeah. So probably normal. Yeah, I played through. I played through all three on hard, which was the first time I'd done that ever, and only had trouble in a few spots. Yeah, it's it's not bad as long as you use your powers properly. Uh, that's the big I, the big difference between the two. I just wanted to use my powers a lot more and use everything at my disposal, which is the whole reason I cranked up the difficulty and made the fights a little bit. AI is kind of weird though. Um, I, I had Tally in my uh, in my party, and she just refused to get into cover, so uh, she died over and over and over and over again. So I'm like, okay, fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna replace you with a Krogan. Um, <laughs> Well, you know you can use the directional sticks to put them in cover, right? Yeah, I know. But it's like, right. You know, do you, do I, do I really need to tell you to be, you know, be in cover when there's a fucking I, tank shooting at you? Well, when I was doing it on hard mode, I was being a little bit strategic and pausing and figuring out what I kind of, how I wanted to approach the scenario. Right. And then I put people in cover and then pause it to launch their powers. I did never let them use their powers automatically. Um, so I ended up pausing and doing a lot of my fights in a lot of pause modes, which is kind of crazy. But yeah, it just I, reminds me of uh, uh, of uh, Dragon Age. Dragon Age, yeah, the original I, Dragon Age. I played Age. it kind of like original Dragon Age. Yeah, which I guess made the game longer. But Mass Effect trilogy is absolutely our remake of last year, right? And this year will probably be Demon Souls. Just gonna say that because <laughs> I, I just beat it and it's fucking I, great. I know you're. I know you just played it, uh, and you're loaning it to me. Um, it's gonna be my first foray into uh, Demon Souls, and I'm going to give this the best possible chance I can. Well, we'll talk offline about it, and I'll coach you through getting a decent start. Okay, because it, so it definitely comfy. needs. Uh, I definitely need a little bit of a uh, of a helping hand because I bounced hard off of all of the Dark Souls games. I, I can literally walk you through getting through your first level, essentially. Okay. Well, and then you'll and then you'll kind of have the rhythm down. Hopefully, well, I've gotten better at those. Like since I've played the Dark Souls games, I've played other Souls like games uh, and uh, and some higher difficulty games. Uh, so I haven't broke any uh, controllers yet. Sekiro is like easily three times harder than Demon Souls. Right, and I haven't touched Sekiro and yet. Neo One is easily harder than the entire Souls thing, except for maybe Sekiro. Okay. Oh, well, I mean, we'll get there. Um, but yeah, uh, that that is a shoe in for this year, I'm sure. Now, if we pull that out, that changes up our top ten, doesn't it, Jason? Mm-hmm. It does. It dropped it out and put Age of Empires for it, Tim. Okay. Do, do we want to leave VR titles in our top ten? I don't see a reason not to, but I'm... I'll leave that up to you two to discuss. We do have a really interesting top ten right now. So I, it's, I'm not going to read this in any particular order, but here's the games that we have in our list. We have Gunfire Reborn, Back for Blood, Tainted Grill, Con- or is that Conquest? Yeah, it is Conquest. Uh, Monster Train, Valheim, Subnautica Below Zero, Halo Infinite, Age of Empires 4, Half-Life Alex, and Ragnarok. It's how we have our top ten, which I did not see that coming. I don't know... I don't know if I, like, I know Ragnarok's good and all, but it's still, I mean, 
Well, remember, this isn't like a finalized. This is just the way the math works. Right. Okay. Well, it doesn't seem right. <laughs> uh, there's. I think it's a really good VR game, but it's not the kind of experience that the other ones are. See, the thing is, is I, I really wish you guys had actually gotten Guardians of the Galaxy because I'm pretty sure that that'd be far up there. Um, and that and that is. That's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I just haven't had the funds. Yeah, you know, that is. Yeah, that's uh, that's such a fortunate. Um, <clears throat> and I mean, the ascent was also pretty good too. So, um, I don't think I rated the ascent as high as you did. Yeah, you might not have, be, but I don't think you'd be. Uh, I don't know if you beat it or not. I got it to the very, very, very end. Okay. Well, the, the final boss sucked, so... <laughs> I didn't want to go any further. That's why it didn't rate as high as it did. Okay. I would almost... I, well, I mean, we're going to have our own personal top tops, too, so there is that. There are other games that I think are higher, but you guys didn't play. I feel like Orcs Must Die should have been up there. See, I, I, I agree. Orcs Must Die would, you know, would definitely... Uh, would definitely beat out Gunfire Reborn for me because um, we played way more of it. Uh, you know, I, at least I played more more of it. What? And I think that that overall is a a, a much better co op experience. You know, to, you know, to me because it's a full game instead of a early release. What was my rating on Orcs Must Die, Jason? Uh, so be the inverse. This guy's over here doing math. math. Here. <laughs> so that was a 4.1. I'd bump that up to a 4.4. See. Does that put it on the board? I don't know. Gunfire Reborn doesn't seem like you just haven't played it enough. I don't. Yes, it does. Put it on the board uh, with Back for Blood. Oh, you have two listings for that, right? Uh, That's because same uh, same math. Give it a give it like a four point four two or something. There you go. No, there you go. Oh fuck. That flipped everything around. Uh, yeah, no, no. I don't See, know that I agree with that either. So, hmm. Well, I, we have the freedom to reorder this list, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is just mathematically what ends up, and then we Let's, always end up reordering it. So, just so, so let me go through the order from least to first, okay? So, this is how we have it. Now we have it 10th. Subnautica, Below Zero, Ninth Monster Train, Eighth Back for Blood, Seventh Gunfire Reborn, Sixth Tainted Grail Conquest, Fifth Valheim, Fourth Halo Infinite, Third Half-Life Alex, Second Ragnarok, and First Orcs Must Die. Yeah. I would... I know we rated it high, but I just... Hmm. What's her rating for Ragnarok? Maybe I didn't rate that right. I said one point. 
Okay, so what is one point? What's the inverse of one point three? Is it a four six? That's a four seven. Give it a four five. It's going to get rated higher because all three of us rated it. That's the thing with the math. How the you know, how our math works? Oh, we all three played it. We all three liked it. Right. So it's yeah. going to end up. I would. Up, well, that'll. Higher. If I change that, that will drop it down a little bit, though. Man, I heard that static from over the mic. I did too. Oh, and she just shocked the piss out of my knee. <laughs> I mean, it's heater's been going. It's been cold. Yes. Yes. Uh, oh, it's is it time? Is it time? Is it time, puppers? Okay. It's starting to get smiling. It's, it's thump, 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 thump. It's time, puppers. It's time. Come on. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Let's see where that puts that. A second still. Okay. This is, she hasn't seen me in a while, a long time. It's so been about a month. She's, she's, she's getting in all of her extra loves. That's right. Oh, yes. And that's enough. Well, with all the <laughs> concert tickets I got going, um, you're going to have some quality time spent. Oh, upper. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure I will have plenty of time to, uh, to cuddle since the you're, uh, Since you're not a. Uh, Going with us to see uh, um, High Lung. Uh, you know, I've been reevaluating my, uh, my my decision. So um, I've got other options to watch Lola. So I I don't know. It it depends on how social I decide to be. Um, not not a big concert fan. So go finger. I mean, we'll probably get an Airbnb. So you can have your own bedroom. Oh boy! Oh, I don't get the whole. Uh, you get to sleep on the floor. Such a solution. Me and John are above that at this point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see how things work out here in a little bit. Um. But yeah. Man, I would love to go to Highline though. Uh, just I mean, this was one. We of those... ordered tickets ten months in advance. Right. So. How long is uh? I think it was sixty bucks for. A, I think they're gonna do like a. I looked up how long are high long shows, and they said between two and three hours. Jeez. Okay. Well, that's pretty crazy. So I get my money's worth. That's for damn sure. I don't know. I'm not sure if I can. I don't know. Get some woad and be all fucking like you know yeah, in there. I'll be in Dallas, so you wearing shorts. It'll be fucking hot in there. Yeah. Yeah, okay. shorts, a shorts and t-shirt shirt show even in October. Probably, yep. Okay, so... To, is this, do I need to refresh? I don't, I don't think it's pretty, it's, it's pretty refreshing right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, like I said, I don't know, I think Guardians of the Galaxy should be up there. Um, well, it was up there for you. That, and that's the thing. It, I, I'm sure that if you guys had actually uh, played it and could review it, it would be up there. It's know, one I of the better I, games that came out last year. I'm sure of it. I guess it'll be a game that I play this year. Yeah. You, I mean, it came out too late in the year and I just had my sight set on other things and it just 
I mean, I stopped playing Final Fantasy XIV to play it, if that tells you anything. You're fighting pretty hard for this. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What's your thoughts, Jason? I mean, I'm sure I would have greatly enjoyed it. Is there is there a flaw to our list system that if somebody believes it's like something that's really, really high on their list that it shouldn't just pop in here automatically? I'm going to. Uh, uh, if there's, uh, if it, if we the could... thing is, it weighs games that more of us played, <sighs> okay, more heavily. That, okay, that's what the math. I kind of wish. I kind of wish humankind was. Um, that's why I say this is just this is a starting point. The math gets us a starting point, right? Right, and then that's where the discussion comes in. So I don't know what. So uh, let's do. To moderate this a little bit and kind of get us moving a little bit more than we are. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, now that I have some arrangement done for you all to figure figure out your your top f- help figure out your Can, top five. Should yes. we? Should we? Let's go ahead. What do What do you feel? Uh, let's start with with your with your top fives. And we will get to we will get to the cast afterward. Mathematically, this is where where your top games sat. All right. Gotcha. So, um, decide. So let's start with you, Rusty. Okay. What do you do? You feel like the mathematical is in line with what you were thinking okay i'm scrolling over to our uh, our top fives so i think that was smart that you got that in there i see it now uh let's see okay so and it's top to bottom yeah and mathematically those were your top games nice man knocking shit knocking shit over making noise Press, pressing buttons. Hopefully. His, uh, his okay. kickstand collapsed. Yes, it did. Okay. Uh, looking at my uh, you know, top six. Yeah, I did six because you had both of you had some matching scores in there. So so we can just pull one out and make a top five. Correct. Okay. That sounds good. Um, I'm going to pull out two and add one. I, I, I actually like mine. I actually like uh, how how that actually works out. Um, now I can tell you. So, Rusty, here here were here what here's what was in R- Rusty's top six rated games. And Rusty, you can tell me if you want to pull one of these out because I can tell you your matches. Okay, you had Dyson Sphere Program, Guardians of the Galaxy, Final Fantasy, <coughs> and Walker. Half-Life Alex, Valheim, and Tainted Grail Conquest. Your matching scores were with Valheim and Dyson Sphere. Okay. Final Fantasy XIV and Walker and Guardians had the same score. Okay. See, if I had to whittle it down to top five, uh, it would be... A f- I think that, uh, that while Tainted Grail was good, I don't think it's like... I don't think it's top five. I think that uh, if I had it, to make a, chance, it, a choice... It would be your personal honorable mention. It would be uh, an honorable mention for sure because it's it's a good game. It's just like, it's... 
if it if I could combine it with the other part of the game that that's supposed to come out, like the the RPG for, you, uh, portion of that at, game. Yeah, but have you looked at the trailer for it? I have not. It's like a completely different direction. Uh, it's that's fine because that the, it looks like Conquest Skyrim. Was, Conquest was only supposed to be the combat portion of that, though, right? But it, yeah, but it it actually looks like a first person melee spell combat game. Awesome. Okay, let me go for it. I'm I'm fine with this. It okay. looks like they went and they said we're going to make a completely different game in the same universe and call it Tainted Grill. That's fine. So <laughs> then, go ahead, read off your personal bottom to top there, then. So, buddy. uh, so if, hmm. Hmm. What would you have in the five spot? So in the five spot, five spot Dyson Sphere program. I'm 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 okay with that. Um, you know, very good game, and I played it really really early. Uh, it's gotten a lot of quality of life changes since then. So it's it's uh, if you like factory games, that's fucking great. Valheim. Uh, Valheim is definitely. Like it, it's um, it's basic, but the fact that it's kind of a sandboxy basic game um, mm-hmm. means that I got to play around with a lot of really interesting things and build some shit that I, I've seen other people build some way greater shit, but I'm happy with the little village that I made. Um, it, it's Rusty's Minecraft. It's it really was, um, and uh complete uh, complete with uh trolls with hairy butts um <clears throat> uh I, honestly I, i'm gonna probably swap up uh the top three my top three anyway shoot for it i'm going to go What's with your number, number three my number three i'm going to say i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna bring Half-Life Alex down to three. Um, the only reason why I'm doing this is because it is a VR game, which is a niche. It's still the best VR game that you can buy. And if you don't, if you have VR, it's definitely worth playing. Um, but just based off of the amount of time that I've sunken into this, into these games, I've got to bring it down a little bit because it is still a finite experience. It's a good experience, but it's still finite. Yeah, it's like a 12 to 14 hour experience. Right. So so I'm going to bring that down to three. It's still a great game. Um, my number two would be Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is, is a surprisingly <coughs> good game for what it is. Um, you would think that just playing Star-Lord being Star-Lord is... Uh, is going to be, you know, kind of samey, you know, shoot guns, right? Uh, but the interaction between the characters really, really sells that game for me. Uh, so that, and it's kind of, you know, it, it just, the music, when the music hits, oh man, <laughs> when the music hits, it's good. Um, and then, of course, uh, based off of the amount of time I put into it. Uh, Final Fantasy Endwalker is going to be my number one because, um, yeah, 
Because rusty MMO is hard. Uh, well, when I come back to a game, so the when I went back to Final Fantasy, it was before Edwalker. Um, but there is something about Final Fantasy that calls me back every single time, and I and I sat back and I thought about it, and it was the music. The music in that game calls me back every single time. My decision to re up my sub was because I went to a random uh, you know, YouTube video that had Final Fantasy music on it, Final Fantasy fourteen music, uh, that was just like the city-state music. And I minimized the tab, let the music play in the background while I was doing other things. And every single one of those, I'm like, I know where that's at. I know where that's at. I know where this is at. I know, and, I, and it evokes memory. That's the thing. The music evokes memory. Uh, so when I went back to it, uh, I started getting really hyped for Endwalker. And then Endwalker just blew my fucking mind because of how they tied all the story together. So it's just, it's just a good game. It's just, it's, if you like MMOs, you've got to play it. And it's going to be on sale here in a little bit because, you know, it was so goddamn good that the fucking developers had to stop selling the game because there wasn't enough freaking server space for the people to buy it. I don't share the the need or compulsion to make as many crafting items as you do, so. Um, (laughs) Yeah, thousands and thousands of coffee biscuits. All right, so on that note, we'll move to Justin's. And in no particular order right now, your highest ranked games were Binding of Isaac Repentance, Darkest Dungeon 2, RimWorld Ideology, Humankind, Ragnarok, and Half-Life Alex. Yeah, and I actually want to pull three off of here. All right. So I'm going to explain. So Binding of Isaac Repentance is a fantastic experience, but it is more Binding of Isaac. And it wasn't, it's amazing because of what it is, but it's not new enough of an experience for my top five for this year. Okay. The same thing goes for RimWorld Ideology. RimWorld is like one of my favorite games of all time. It does add another wrinkle to that, and it is worth the money to get Ideology, but it is also more RimWorld, and I've already sunk hundreds of hours into that game. So it doesn't belong in my top five experiences for this year for that reason. Ragnarok, while a very good VR experience, I haven't finished yet because it does get pretty hard and I got into a spot where Mm -hmm. my mind was in a bad place last year and I did not complete some of the things that I wanted to, so it doesn't belong in there. That means that I've got two other spots that I want to drop stuff in and I want to put Tainted Grail Conquest in there and I want to put Valheim in there. Okay. Um... So, I feel like Valheim is continuing to get better, and I feel like it's a really good gameplay experience. And actually, the way that you put this in here, Jason, is actually perfect for my ranking, to be honest with you. Okay. All right. So, So, go ahead and go bottom to top. So, Humankind, I felt like was the first time I had a lot of fun in a 4X experience in a very long time. And the wrinkles in it are different enough that I never played a pure military victory with that game. Now, talking to somebody else that works with me, they wanted the more of the military victory kind of condition. 
and it actually lends itself to let you do that, but it's not as fun to do that in Humankind as it is in Civ. However, the options you have for all the other victory types are much more cohesive in my brain than it is with Civ. And there's, it's simpler in some ways in Civ when it comes to political victories or con, um, like discovery victories or other types of victories. And it just did a really good job of it. And I felt like it didn't get the recognition it deserved. Now, did it make me feel like I created my own civilization? No, you just basically combine the cultures of different ancient civilizations together to create your, you know, your final civilization in the modern world. Right. But you get to take traits from each of those civilizations with you as you change and evolve. And I thought it was done pretty well. Um, Tannic Grill Conquest was one of the best roguelites that I played last year. I really like Tannic Grill. Like, I really, really like Tannic Grill. Mm-hmm. And I've beat it several times. And... It's a finished product. They did really well with that. Initially, it was really unoptimized, and I gave it a really low ranking for the optimization. Mm-hmm. And then they fixed it. Like, a couple patches later, before they actually did the final release on it, they fixed the optimization. Then it ran pretty buttery smooth. Right. That's and when I played it. <laughs> the music's really good with Danheim. Um, I really like the Danheim vibe going on there. Um, and it's a great turn-based card battler. Um, and I beat it. Right? Yeah. And so I'm actually going with games, essentially, that... <clears throat> the way that my experiences went more than anything else. So Darkest Dungeon 2 is way better than Darkest Dungeon 1. Darkest Dungeon 1 in concept and in themes and in the way it placed in some degrees was amazing, but a 4-4 experience for me at best. Um, really liked the narration, really liked the battles, really did not like the grindiness of that. And Darkest Dungeon 2 is always pushing you forward. There are some people that don't like this. I really like it. Um, I have beat that game about 10 times at this point, and it's still in early access and plays like a full-fledged game. The only thing they're doing is adding additional map content and additional enemy types and additional classes. So for the classes that I have unlocked, it plays fucking great, and it does a lot better job with healing and stress than the other game did, and it just it did enough different to reimagine what that game could be and it made it a quicker experience. So the runs in this are literally running through to get to the final boss, which takes you about three or four hours. Um, and there was even a point, like, your wife was over here cleaning before refinance, and mm-hmm. I just kept playing while I was talking to your wife while she was cleaning, and I was just like, I think I'm going to beat this game. <laughs> like, it just click, it just clicks so much better than the other Darkest Dungeon. Like, I feel like by the time it gets to the end of this year and they get the final release, it's going to be, like, one of the best roguelikes ever made. Like, it's so good. Um, it's a very good game. Um, Valheim is my number two. Valheim is a really fun experience with friends and without friends. Um, the building is great. The combat's pretty good. It kind of has a souls feel to the combat, but not quite as hard. What it needs is it needs a definitive end game to round it out. I can't deny how popular it was. It was popular for good reason. Like, I'm not going to shit on something like the only time I'm going to really do that is like with Nickelback because it's just fun. But um, <laughs> Valheim was not a Nickelback of a game. No, it was not. Um, it was very niche that just happened to click with a lot of people. And I know Vikings are cool and a lot of people like Vikings and Vikings are kind of like the new zombies in a way. But I really like Vikings and I'm not going to poo-poo on it because I do like Vikings. And I'm doing that just to rub Rusty the wrong way. Uh, but, Vikings and zombies don't 
there's no equivalency for me. Uh, I, I, I will take just, Vikings every day. Just saying, it Call was of Duty a Viking year. Call of Duty uh, Vikings is coming out next. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I mean, they already did. But, they already did pretty much everything else. I mean, I mean we're not going to have Assassin's Creed even went Viking, and, and we're going to have even more. Uh, we're going to have even more Norse coming, you know, coming forward with Ragnarok coming uh, out for God of War. So more Vikings. Well, yeah, and let's not forget <laughs> uh, uh, Suana's sacrifice too. Uh, th- this yeah, guy Vikings sent a sacrifice. Yeah. Give me an Hellblade. Yes. Where did yeah. you go with the Hellblade hard version? Where did you go with the yeah. hard version? He's like, I'm going to go with the one that's less pronounceable. Yes, I am. <laughs> instead of instead Hellblade of just because I can't remember the main title, but you remember um, the character's name, so good on you. Yes, but Valheim's mm-hmm. a fun building game. It's a fun survival game. It's not too hard. They did a lot more stuff for the buffs. I re-downloaded it, started dicking around with it until I was like, I'm going to beat Demon Souls. Um, so now it's. I I'm, appreciate you doing doing that. Otherwise. I was actually beating it before Elden Ring, and so that I could get you a copy when I saw you tonight. Yes. Um, so now Rusty has Returnal and Demon Souls to play, which are both hard games, but it'll be good for him. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna hate life. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I have. I've just now gotten to a good headspace and a good game space to finish Half Life Alex. Um, Half Life Alex though is revolutionary for Half Life, not just because it's a VR title. It's a VR title done right. Um, Half-Life has always been about this long, so it's the same standard length of a Half-Life game, but just in VR. Um, it's solid as shit. The story is solid as shit. I didn't think I'd like playing Alex versus Gordon Freeman, but it works. It works a lot. It works really well. Yeah, works. The reloading is really cool. The aiming is really cool. The melee is really cool. The fact that I can take buckets and throw them over the top of head crabs and just get around them is really cool. And I'm going through the fucking, uh, oh, what do they call the, the fucking slurpy machine? The the dudes with the tendrils. That, oh, oh, I don't. Anyways. The, <laughs> the, the slurpy machines. <laughs> the, the dudes that drop ten, tendrils down to yep. grab you and lift you up. Like they did those in such a way that you could just throw random trash in front of them and then just not use your bullets to get through it. So it's more of like a puzzle than anything else. Right. Um, and then close up, everything actually looks really good close up. Like, and it runs really good. Like I, okay. Like, and, but it also doesn't look that much different if you run it in low settings. I've tried it in both. Now I don't have any issues with my build, but like, I was like, I wonder what it looks like if somebody has a lower end machine that wants to play VR and play Alex. And the textures drop down by about, 25 or 30 percent and the lighting changes a little bit and that's it and then it frees up like six gigs ram um so that's pretty crazy i just want to run it in beautiful mode all the time because it's still running at 100 fps in beautiful mode um and it does not look quite the same quality as a modern game but it definitely looks way better than any of the half-life games and it's i mean but they, again, they use clean art to get around that. Right. But again, it's it's more Half-Life. And that's the thing that we had, you know, the older gamers well, were like, oh my God. It's one of my favorite, it's one of my favorite <clears throat> things of all time, honestly. I'm I'm the biggest fucking Half-Life 2 fan. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan, but out of my, I would say me and Trent, like, played the fuck out of Half-Life when we were younger. That was like... I've replayed that game like 12 times when I was in college because I didn't have money for more games. So I just continued to replay it. It was, uh, it, if I had to think about it, 
Um, it's the game that led up to things like Bioshock, you know, like it's, it's one of those games that led up to a story based first person shooter that wasn't competitive. Half-Life was the very first, uh, very first game, Half-Life 2, uh, with the extra episodes. That was the very first game that, you know, that ended off with a cliffhanger that I can remember. And unfortunately, it's a cliffhanger that was never resolved. <coughs> yeah, and it came out like 20 years ago. Yeah, uh, it was a long fucking time ago. I remember playing that just before I got, you know, just before I moved to Florida. Uh, to, you know, to be completely honest, I was not too, not too far behind that. Um, and that was, oh, God damn, uh, that was a long time ago. Um, but yeah, it, it's made a, a definite mark. Um, you know, on my, you know, on my gaming history. Not, yeah. as, not as big as Final Fantasy, but pretty close. Yep. And then last but not least, I'm just going to leave my honorable mention is at Ragnarok. I think that's a, that's a, that's the next big rhythm game after Beat Saber, basically. Yeah. It was it's, surprisingly good. Yeah. It's, it's the next thing to kind of compete with, big, yeah. not compete, but if you like Beat Saber, you will probably, well. You might not like the music. I mean, the music's very different. But if you want to play a really good rhythm game, it's a really good rhythm game. Yes. Just needs more music. Yeah. But that leads us over to you, Jason. Um, walk yeah. Us through. So my list is wildly different, but I also have, you know, dad money, so I didn't play nearly as much. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I mean, you still have a top five. So of games that came out this year that I played. Curse of the Dead Gods was firmly number five for me. Okay. Um, mostly because, you know, it, it it is a good game, but it wasn't one I felt drawn to go back to and play more once I finished it. You know. It, you finished it. There's not a lot of people that have finished that game. This game's not, that game's not easy. Um, I felt like... Uh, 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 once you finish the story, there's not really anything to go back to and explore need so, to get you to play hades it's it, that yeah it's hades light yeah. but it's different enough that i think you can appreciate it for what it is yeah like it has it different does, like game modes and like the curses like the sepia curse is different yeah and it does have a good <laughs> right. story um turns everything a shade of yellow yeah like like beige everything's <laughs> <Yep>. beige <laughs> but i'll be honest i played some older titles this year that are still better games, so mm-hmm. I'll leave that at five. Uh, four for me is Back for Blood, mostly because uh, I really haven't played much of it. Um, yeah, we need to we need to barrel through the campaign. Yeah. Um, it's a we, great it's a great shooter. It's the first true successor to um Left for to Dead. Left for Dead Two that I think we've actually ever gotten. I think it's. Um, I think it's. I think with a little bit more polish, it could potentially be better. And I know there's not a lot of people that agree with me, but I feel like there's a lot of variety in that game. Yes, there is. There is, and I definitely like what they did with some of the larger enemy types. The only thing um, it's missing is the boss enemies are typically in the same location in every level. Yeah, which they aren't in Left 4 Dead. Yeah, so that's doesn't have much randomization, but. Still a very solid game. All of the shooting is crisp. 
guns feel every gun feels different um you know it's just it plays really well number three is was age of empires four um i still haven't finished that game completely it's gotten a pretty through long most game, of the campaigns um again it's great it's great 4x fun but um the biggest uh the biggest highlight to to that game is i said last week all the little history channel style videos yeah. in between the campaigns and when you finish a mission you even get more videos about that uh that battle you just did uh specific to weapons etc okay um that are really cool all very high res videos it will take up a lot of space on your hard drive but it's, it's like worth it 80 gigs or something crazy yeah. like that <laughs> but it is worth it um number 2 i i know uh we're going to keep uh remakes off of the uh off of the cast's top 10 list but I can't deny the amount of time I put into Mass Effect Legendary Edition and how much what they did with the graphics in it blew me away. Yeah, I agree that it was... I almost regret leaving it off my top five, to be honest with you, because it's such a good experience. It, it is... I was literally just determined to not have a remake on my top five. It is It is quite possibly the best uh, remaster experience... I've ever had. I guess Lolo agrees. Yes, Lolo agrees. <laughs> she um, can't hear you, but that's okay. Because it wasn't just the graphics. Um, it, there were the gameplay improvements to one. There were, there was some of the uh, retooling of cutscenes that I actually thought played extremely well. Um, no, but. You know, I didn't feel like I was missing Miranda's ass shot or anything like that. Nobody needs to see that shit. Um, <laughs> and it just thoroughly enjoyable. Um, but number one, uh, true to brand, uh, I'm the only one who's going to put a first person shooter in their in their top five. Well, I just haven't finished it um, yet. Halo Infinite is is by far the uh, uh, I think the best Halo experience since Halo Two um, from a campaign standpoint. Uh, multi, I know multiplayer balancing is kind of uh, uh, kind of broken right now, but I really didn't get into Infinite for the multiplayer experience. Well, and I think um, they got away from what were the glowy enemies that were in like four or whatever that were kind of oh the guardians. Yeah, like I like that they've yeah. got the they've got a lot of the old enemies, and then they've got the what the gorilla, uh, the brutes, the brutes basically. Yeah, I mean the brutes are really the big bads in all this, but um, they've got the whole planet I of the apes thing going on. Thoroughly enjoyed that campaign. Um, like I said, oh. hands down, probably the best campaign since two. What was the bad guy? Um, you know, the big brutes bad guy's name, the general that you know got memed on. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I just remember I that, can't. like, what the initial, uh, the initial um, video 
that they put out for uh, Infinite that <laughs> caused it to actually get delayed. Uh, <laughs> what's that guy's name? I don't know, but it, that's uh, stuck with me. I'm like, okay, the uh, <clears throat> they revealed the bad guy, but the model for the bad guy's face was so bad that they uh, that they delayed the game to fix it. Uh, yeah. Well, they knew I, they couldn't they couldn't get a flagship game that bombed. Right. Yeah, and I'll be honest, I'm too tired to remember <laughs> it off the top of my head, but um, it everything about that game looks beautiful. Uh, all of the gunplay is classic Halo. No big changes there. I think it's uh, they didn't try to reinvent the wheel. Well, they um, did reinvent the map system and the mission structure. That that's true. The open world additions are are very welcome that to the campaign. You can steal guns out of the air, uh, or out of people's hands with the freaking like grapple hook thing. With all yes. That. Yeah. You can just snag what they got it, and take it. That back. was probably the grappling hook was probably the best gameplay addition addition that they made in this game. Mm-hmm. Cause he's like Spider-Man just, or Batman well, or something. Not only does it give you more of a climbing mechanic to make the maps much more vertical than they ever have been, mm-hmm. but it, it also gives you interesting combat strategy because you can run an elite shield down and grapple hook them up for a quick melee finish. Right. You come up on jackals with the shield, you can literally bump the shield out of the way with the grappling hook and then hit them with a shotgun and down them. Yeah, and then the guys with the fucking energy blades, you can literally, like basically grapple into them and like kick or punch them or whatever and then shotgun blast them in the face and then like gain some yeah. more distance and then come back at them that way huh you can also use it as a quick escape like if a uh if a brute charger gets right on top of you you can just grapple out of that and then turn around and blast away on them so i like the strategy of grappling into people and then shotgun to the face like yeah, I love I mean, the shotgun because strategy. You, you like the doom strategy with the shotgun. He uh, he does. <laughs> yeah, he does. I suck at aiming, so I need to get close. Where, where me, I'm taking as many people out with a sniper rifle as I can until I run out of ammo, and then going in and finishing them off. Because that's because the way sniper. I do things. Yeah, <laughs> because and, sniper is, and and with everything being on Game Pass for PC, you can also play all these old Halo games with the mouse and keyboard. True. True. Yeah. Um, so it's really nice. But uh yeah, I just think I had a great experience with that game. Sweet. Can't wait for the co op to go live so Justin and I can run through it together on harder difficulties. Well, do we want to take a quick break then? Uh yeah, let's go yeah. ahead and take a break. Let's We've go gotten ahead through and take our... a break and then we can come back and uh look at our top discuss 10? our top ten for the cast. Alrighty, we'll be back. And we're back. We've been, uh, Jason's been reworking a structure for this. This whole time, mm-hmm. uh, while well, me and Rusty have been talking gaming tables, we have uh, 
We have not contributed very much. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Jason. Jason is a uh, Jason has been doing all the work on this, so we're just going to say that. So thank you, Jason. Uh, you've been working your butt off. Um, so now we've got to figure out our list. So Jason reworked the math based on how high we had it ranked in our top fives mm. versus the old list, which is kind but, of crazy that you did all that, but it makes sense. Basically, uh, so the way the uh, the way the old uh, old way of doing things worked, and keep in mind, I originally designed this when all of us basically played for the most part the same games every year. Yeah, and that's become less and less effective as all of our lives have changed. So, I uh, I reworked it. Um, so that gives priority to our top, to our individual top fives as far as the maths go. I actually propose that we take Valheim out of the bottom five and move it up to the top five. Rusty, what do you say? Um, You know what? Sure. The, uh, maybe so on that, on the list to the right. Out of our rank list, right? Um, next to that, to the right of that, Jason. Start just moving stuff around there. So it doesn't muck with your that, existing map. That's what, that's what we normally do. So mm, Okay. All right. So. I think. So, hey, let, let's start with this. Uh, of what's there, what do we feel like shouldn't be? I don't think that humankind being my number five needs to be in the number two spot. I think it needs to be in the six through ten spot. I think that's fair. Okay. For Especially for the group choices. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're going to go over what's actually in the top ten. Yeah. I'll, I'll do that right now. So the current... Well, do we... F- is there anything currently in the mathematical list you feel like shouldn't even be there at all? Um, I mean, I feel like ideology, I gave it a high score, but I, I don't feel like it added enough. I think you can pull the ideology out. So RimWorld ideology gets kicked out of the top 10. It's an honorable mention for sure. And RimWorld is great. It just wasn't in, I don't think in our group top 10, especially with me being the only one playing it and it not making my top five. Okay. That just... I'm all right with the uh, with the replacement, by the way. That actually makes more sense. Okay. All right. RimWorld is excluded. So, in no particular order, uh, we've got Back for Blood, Valheim, Tainted Grail, Guardians, Dyson Sphere, Darkest, Halo Infinite, Final Fantasy XIV, Humankind, and Half-Life Alex. So, now we'll start getting into the nitty-gritty discussion. Okay. I would... I would, what go what ahead. do we feel is top 10? Or what do we feel should fill the number 10 spot? I'd be okay with giving Rusty Final Fantasy and Walker for number 3. Num- in the third spot? You put like 6,000 hours in that. <laughs> you put more game time than that than we collectively as a group put into the entire year. Pretty much. So you could have third place with that. Okay. 
Okay. Is that, that's I feel way like higher that, than I thought it would be. I, I feel like as much shit as I've given it, I realize it's the best MMO that's been out in a long time. There's a reason. It's not my thing, but I also realize that one third of the table put all of their time into it, so it can fit in the third spot pretty fucking easy. <laughs> there you go. There okay. you go. So what do we feel that. is the 10th spot game? Start at the lowest. 10th mm, spot game. Dyson Sphere. Do, do we like what's there or no i i think dyson sphere uh getting a mention in the top 10 is damn good for a game that came out uh basically out of the blue i didn't expect it and it was uh you know super duper early access but still completely playable pretty um it has its uh it has chinese roots which i know uh, Justin's not super keen on, but, uh, the fact is that based off gameplay alone, if you like factory games, it's one of the best. All right. Number nine. Hmm. Number nine. I'd rather, uh, push Valheim up to number two. So we're, 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 we're going in reverse order. So, so we're just going to, what do we feel as though should be number nine? Out of the list that was generated, hmm, that's fucking hard. by our rankings. Yeah, see, I, this is the this is the hard t- part. Remember, this is the hard part. I feel as though Tainted Grill, Tainted Grill, Tainted Grill goes into number nine spot. It's I a good that, game. That's a really solid ranking for Tainted Grill. Yeah, it's it's a really good game. Again, another one of those uh, okay. those games that is technically like. I know it's my number four, but based on what the group played, I feel like number nine on our official list is is fantastic. Yeah, I'll take it's it. It's a pretty good, good yeah, pretty good right. spot. Yeah. So on that uh, kind of theme here, can you for like, number eight? I propose an idea. Okay. Humankind. Hmm. You know, uh, I'll get. I could. I could say that I, I'm not a big Forex fan, so I'm gonna. I'm gonna let you guys hash this one out. Is, I mean, I feel as though there are probably games here that remain in that mathematically generated list that are probably you, overall better, but... Your Age of Empires didn't even make the top ten. Nope. Humankind is better than Age of Empires? Is that what we're saying? I, I like Humankind better, but Jason didn't even play it. But I barely played That's... Age of Empires. Not because I didn't like it, because I just fizzled out on game time. Time I was allocating to games, and I allocated to a far less superior game. He, he also scored it higher than I scored Age. It's because mm-hmm. I finished it and so, beat it. He gave a 4.6. Okay. I gave a 4.2. He agreed with... And he gave a 4.4. So overall, really, humankind scored higher. That's why age isn't on, in there at all. Mm, okay. Uh, if we're going with that, give humankind eight. Okay. Oh, boy. For the uh, first time in a long time, most of my stuff's going to be in the bottom five, I think. Mm. All right. What do we feel as though is number seven? I got my number three spot. I'm just leaving. <laughs> Rusty's the only one that played it. Dude, I say, I what's say, that? I say, Guardians goes in number seven. You feel as though that's pretty I actually in feel line like, with the math there. I actually do. 
It may rise after we play it, but Rusty's the only person that played it. Um, I mean, it was surprisingly good. Um, and I, and I know that you guys would like it when, you know, once you get to playing it, you know, it's just, that's just, it sucks it, that you guys hadn't it, played it. It's a victim of nobody else played it, which yep. is kind of indicative of our bottom five usually. So. Right. That's license fear program. Yeah. I think you actually <laughs> move <laughs> darkest dungeon down because I'm the only one that played it. Um, and put that at six. Do you guys feel like that's fair? Mm. That, that's fair. I mean, it is an improvement to the original Darkest Dungeon from what I've seen of you playing it and other people playing it online. But it is dark. It is more Darkest Dungeon. I think what we have remaining from the list there is uh, I'll just have to, you know, is still uh, probably guys, better. You guys played Guardians of the Galaxy higher. I think. Um. <laughs> I think five goes to Halo. Five to Halo. Oof. Owie. Hear that, Microsoft? <laughs> Oof. <laughs> you know what? I didn't play Halo, uh, Halo Infinite yet. I haven't gotten to it. Huh. Um. So, fine. Uh, I I I think that. I don't know. I was never really that big of a fan of the Halo series. I mean, the music, the level design's great. I was drawn to other things a little bit more. And I was even drawn back to some old things a little bit more to complete. And then I ended up playing Demon Souls and I, I would say... Um, Are you going to argue uh, or go higher? Based on... Well, I would argue based on what we have left in from the, from the math list. I would say Back for Blood is a much better fit for number five. Oh, I forgot I, about Back for Blood. I yeah, think, you can. I you think can. Halo is infinitely a better game. I will. I will. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm glad you brought up Back for Blood. I don't think it outranks Halo. So yes, you can put Back for Blood on five and Halo at four. This guy, he's like making puns, making name puns. But You're a very punny guy. But I am going to suggest some toss-up here. I think number two goes to Half-Life. Mm. Which would make number one. The, <laughs> really? The... <laughs> I put a lot of time into it, too. Wow. Okay. No, no, no. That makes sense. Remember, um, I pulled it out. I, had, I put it right back in my list. I, I'm only saying because of time invested... And I think if Jason could get into it, he would see it. It's oh, and I, I don't. I, I totally I, would. I mean, that would be the new uh, Seven Days to Die for the group. Like that would be if hmm. I could get you into it. Yeah. Like here's the thing. So what I'm suggesting is that we trade Half Life Alex with Valheim because I've played a shitload of Valheim. I have not played. I've gotten more value out of Valheim than I have with Half Life. I can tell you right now, just from the screenshots that I showed you guys of my, you know, uh, of my little compound. You put like 200 hours in that, didn't you? I put... Uh, Maybe more? I don't remember exactly what my final... It was over 100 for sure. It was definitely over 100. Uh, let me, uh, let me... Oh. Seriously? It 
fucking logged me out. So you're going to have to remember your password? I don't remember my goddamn password. It's on your password manager? It is. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, while I do that, continue. <laughs> so what we're proposing is Half-Life Alex moves to 2, and I'm only doing that because I haven't finished Half-Life Alex, and it's also not... I may complete it twice when I'm kind of done done with it for a while. Um, Valheim was more comfort food. So, like, you can look at it like this. Like, Half-Life Alex is like, you go to the steakhouse, you spend, like, $100 on dinner for yourself, right? And you get, like, a medium-sized steak. Where Valheim is, like, going to, I don't know, like, an all-you-can-eat place that's actually good. And you just continue to go there every day for lunch. Like, it's comfort food gaming. 133 and, hours. I just logged in. It's literally like... I just... For premium experience, I think Half-Life is better. But when it comes to what you're probably going to get maximum gameplay out of and enjoy it the whole time, I think you get a lot more bang for your... So, it's value... Plus, like a good experience, right? And it, it's got it's got continued it's got additional headroom still, right? And it's still being developed. It's still being actively supported. What's there is one hundred percent playable, and it is a great like game to chill out and talk to friends or listen to a podcast. Whereas Half Life kind of demands all of your time and your real energy because it does take a lot of both. And put 149 hours into Dice and Sphere program. <laughs> yeah. But you so, but 133 hours on a fucking 20, uh, $20 game. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, damn. Doesn't require, there's going to be more people. When you talk about like who we appeal to, right? Like we mm -hmm. do talk VR gaming, but there's still such a small set of people that have VR rigs. Even if you get yourself an Oculus Quest 2, right? And you throw down the bones for that. If a lot of computers can run Valheim. You do not even need a two-series card to run Valheim. You can run a Valheim on a fucking sub-1070, you know, like a 1060. You could. You could. But if you start building, like, stupid crazy, you just, uh, it's ram You hungry. get the amount of objects in, you know, in your view space, and there's that definitely will slow shit down. So, but you still can play that on a medium weight graphics card. Yeah, yeah. If you if you only build a lean to, um, well, but you could get a ten eighty. <laughs> like if you still had your ten seventy or ten eighty, you can very much, I very much play this game. Yeah, I mean it. It, it looks it. It looks good. The thing is, is that there's, it's so early in development that that you know, that Valheim has a lot more potential, and I've already spent a lot of time into it. Well, the shit that's um, there is good. The, yeah. bo the bones are very good and very satisfying. Mm -hmm. It needs a little bit of end game. Um, mm -hmm. But depending on what you're going to it for, if you're going to it for just the survival crafting side of it right now, right? Like, and a little bit of the combat, like, it's very satisfying. And I feel like mass appeal has more mass appeal than Half-Life does. Like... Yeah. Premium quality wise, I think Half Life is a little bit better. But when I think big picture, Valheim has more impact. It allows for creativity too. There's a lot uh, more creativity. Valheim is going to hit no matter what. Valheim is going to hit more gamers' plates mm -hmm. than Half Life will. Yeah, 
And if they'd made it, if Half-Life wasn't VR, it, it wins game of the year for like three or four years standing. Like, yeah, debatable. But I mean, it's, it's, it's essentially I mean, another Bioshock at that point, it, you know. If it wasn't <laughs> VR, I would, I'd have already probably played it several times. Believe me, if it's a, if it was Half Life Three, there would be you know there would be people spontaneously nutting them themselves. So it's it's just um, the interest is literally still there, right? Like twenty years later, there's still interest. There will be plenty of forty year old gamers playing that game. <laughs> That's where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> Jason's not yet, but I'll be there this year. But yeah, Valheim's got better mass appeal, I think, and I think that edges it out over Half Life. I'm gonna go drink my oval team now. <laughs> All right, so that means without any further ado, number ten is Dyson Sphere Program. Number nine is Tainted Grail Conquest. Mm. Number eight is Humankind, mm. Guardians of the Galaxy at number seven, mm. Darkest Dungeon 2 at number six, Back for Blood at number five, Halo Infinite at number four. Pretty crazy. Final Fantasy fourteen, Endwalker at number three, mm-hmm. much to Rusty's I'm, celebration. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, oh yes. Half-Life Alex at number two, and Valheim at number one. And you know what that also means. We also, our biggest stinkers of the year were Elite Dangerous Odyssey, followed by Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance and Aliens Fireteam Elite. Yes. And our top remake of the year was Mass Effect Trilogy. Yes. Which, Legendary Edition. Legendary Edition, which is 100% worth it and available with a subscription to the, the Game to Pass. To Game Pass. Oh. So, we're not shilling out for you, Game Pass, but you aren't doing a lot of bad things right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Phil Spencer, I mean, I guess I'm a fan at this point. Um, but yeah, and then you got your top fives. Rusty's top fives were Final Fantasy Endwalker, Guardians of the Galaxy, Half-Life Alex, Valheim, Dyson Sphere Program. Jason's top fives were Halo Infinite, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, Age of Empires 4, Back for Blood, and Curse of the Dead Gods. And then mine were Half-Life Alex, Valheim, Darkest Dungeon 2, Tainted Grail, and Humankind. I think that it's not a bad game of the year, That's considering true. this year 2021 sucked. And we found a few we found a few gems. And yeah. we didn't think remember we were talking in this summer we're like oh this my game God. of the year is gonna suck ass. Yeah, it was. I mean We we were thinking there were gonna be two, maybe three games on there. Well they weren't spread out very well either. Like we had some really good stuff early in the year and we had some really good stuff late in the year. Right. And that whole middle period of like sucked. seven months sucked ass. Oh my god, did it suck. Uh that whole summertime just blew ass. I mean, uh, that's why I played yeah. so much fucking conquest. Mm-hmm. I mean it's a good game, right? But like I played it for a month straight because there just wasn't anything else to play. Right. And it was like... We had no interest in Far Cry, and I just now started that. And it's not bad, but it, I don't know that it would fit on this list. Well, I mean, I spent almost the entire first half of the year playing playing Mass Effect Legendary Edition because... Oh, and I played a shitload that's of... That's all there was. I played a shitload of fucking uh, MechWarrior DLC and RimWorld DLC. Right. And, and Binding of Isaac DLC... Because there wasn't anything new, so I didn't want a DLC to be on my top because I was 
playing a game I played before. Right. It, this the, it was just a really weird year because I I know I spent like combined between Valheim and Dyson Sphere program I spent uh, you know three hundred hours and that was in the first month of you know of the year right. And then uh, you and had then, a huge dead period. And, and it was, no, it was after that we started playing uh, Elite Dangerous, and then Odyssey was going to come out, and we were all looking forward to Odyssey, and the Odyssey came out and crapped, and then immediately after Odyssey, nothing. Uh, well, all of our interest died for games <laughs> because it crushed the soul of us to play games. Right. It crushed the soul of me to want to play VR, which hurt me for playing Half-Life Alex, which hurt me for playing a lot of VR titles, right. because it just... I felt so defeated, I and then when we went VR. back to playing, or we went back to playing Dwarves and Dwarves, we went and played Vermintide Two, right? And we played a lot of uh, um, uh, uh, Deep, Deep, Rock, Deep Rock Galactic, yep, DRG, mm-hmm. and so and then, like those were last last year's games, but they're well, well, Vermintide. Yeah. Vermintide is really fucking old. Right, it is. But And Orcs Must Die almost ended up on the list. I feel like it, it just needs more content. That's literally all. The only thing wrong with Orcs Must Die is me and Rusty got about three or four weekends worth of gaming out of it, and then we got to just grindy content, and we were like, okay, I think we got our fill. It was a good fill. Yeah, it was yeah, good. We, yeah. It was good. Um, we just didn't get the kind of replay. DRG has so much replayability, oh, and yeah. so does Vermintide too. Just the randomness of DRG is, you know, like every map is different. Everything. Everything is different. And then we've yeah. got Dying Light coming out here in a few weeks, and that's oh, promising to be a fucking huge-ass game. They're saying just getting through the stories like 80 hours. The, so, like, this is the Witcher of uh, parkour games. <laughs> so, they, they initially... That, they that's said the 500 thing. hours, but yeah, I don't think it's 500 hours. So, they initially put out a tweet. They said that this game is like 500 hours. And then they put out a clarifying tweet. It was like, if you wanted to get through just the story and the side quests, it was like 50-some hours. Uh, and then if you wanted to do literally everything and see literally everything and pick up literally every item, it would be 500 hours. So, um, and that's a decent length. Like, especially if they have a new game plus, right? You get through all the content, you really like it, you're like, okay, I've got a level character, let me do new game plus. Mm-hmm. Then I'll play it, you know, an additional sixty something hours or whatever. Right. But like that's a that's a good length of game. And then, you know, I've got Elden Ring that I'm looking forward to super, super much, and then we'll see what your tolerance for Demon Souls is and if you're even gonna play Elden Ring. Um <laughs> But We'll see. <laughs> yeah. I well Elden Ring's to all the people that played the the beta content mm-hmm. said it was e- easier than a lot of the other Souls games. Well and that's fine. But, but that's fine for a lot of people, honestly. Right. It's that, more accessible than a lot of the Souls games. And maybe that's just new the way it's structured. But anyways, we've got shit coming out soon that's gonna that looks really good. And in the meantime, Rusty's got Returnal, Demon Souls, Final Fantasy. I've got I just beat Demon Souls and I'll talk about it next week. Um I don't know what I'm gonna play next, so I got, I'm I'm actually kind of struggling with what game I want to play. But I've also got, I picked up Monster Hunter. So I, oh, Monster Hunter Rise. So I may play, well, yeah, because it plays like a regular Monster Hunter game. Yeah. So and it and it does look pretty damn decent because you have the option of 4K on that. <sighs> it doesn't look as good as Monster Hunter World because it doesn't have quite as much detail, but it is really fucking clean. It looks really fucking clean. Mm, okay. Well, 
<laughs> See, so, Monster Hunter Rise is one of those games that I was thinking about picking up. I mean, Monster Hunter World, I put 450 fucking well, hours I mean, into. I've, I played a lot of my, Well, I played a lot of it on Xbox, and I'd say I didn't put 400 hours, but I put about 250 into it with JD. So, yeah. like, that was our jam for six months. Yeah. So, <laughs> I actually have to play that with somebody for the harder hunts, though. So, that's the thing. Yeah, I ended up just... I don't know. With uh, with Iceborne, I ended up doing just randos, and I got used to just doing, you know, rando hunts because getting knocked out by yourself is really sucks. Um, but but yeah, I mean that's out. I know that was last year's game, but it is come to PC and it's uh it plays pretty well. The port is good so far. All I've gotten through is like the first couple of missions, so. Anyways, long story short, there's a shitload of stuff coming out in the next month Mm -hmm. or two. And then we've still got first quarter, they're talking about Black Tide. Dark Tide. Or Dark Tide. Dark Tide. Dark Tide's coming out. And 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 that's Vermintide 2 team. Fat Shark knows what the fuck they're doing with horde-based games. They better make, and because it's going to be more ranged focused, they better make that game, you know, balanced for it. Well, I think they're going to make it really fucking punchy, and it's going to be really fucking gory, and you're going to see a lot of things being blown in half, and I'm going to be very happy with it. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I've been looking forward to it for a year now, so let's go for it. <laughs> it's uh, it's the third game that I'm picking up day one. Uh, Elden Ring, Dying Light 2, and Dark Tide okay. are all day one for me. Yep. I'm, uh, uh, I've got a lot currently on my plate, um, you know, because I'm going to keep my Final Fantasy you know, stuff going. Oh, I'm uh, gonna but cl- it's... I'm going to clean my fucking plate over the next couple of weeks. Like, I'm in the mood right now to beat shit, and I'm just going right. to chug through shit. I'm uh, I'm in maintenance mode for Final Fantasy until they come up with, uh, you know, with a new patch. Um, <clears throat> what Jason, what would you say your top three upcoming releases for you are? Mm. Yes. Did I just like surprise you right there? Yep. You're, yeah. He's he's still Rusty. What's your top three for I'm next so... year? Well, I mean, I'm looking forward. Or to... Top three. Looking forward to soon. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, uh, to Die Like Two because I really like the first one, even though it's a zombie game, and this you know that might the surprise Mayday people. Combat's really good. It's just I I play that game for like the zombies are just obstacles in the parkour, um, and most of the really bad guys were human anyway well and it's it's like uh dead island but better it's like it's kind of like a mix of like mirror's edge dead island and skyrim like it's it's the melee well the melee combat's better than skyrim but like all the special moves and bullshit stuff you can do with that and then all the crazy weapon combinations you can get out of it it's just hopefully techland doesn't shit the bed of the story right so I mean that's that that's just one that we that we have in common, um, but the uh, the other ones that are coming out this year <coughs> are, oh uh, shit, what was it? I just I was thinking of anything I could think of off the top of my head. Messed them in. I was really oh, excited well, for. Oh well, um, uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, I'm looking forward to playing that. Uh, Starfield, if that comes out this year, I'm not sure if that will or not, but Starfield is currently slated for the end of this year. Um, that's, that is one that's definitely looking forward to. Starfield um, is slated for this year? It, it 
as of right now. It might get pushed, but it, as of right now, it's the uh, is yeah, the last like, quarter. Yeah, I'm I'm obviously looking forward to Starfield, but I don't I don't know if it's going to get delayed, and um, and I know for sure the ones that I said are coming out. We know for sure, at the absolute for sure that dates for for Dying Light and Elden Ring and Dark Tide Two is already pushed back, so. Like there's a potential it could get pushed back again, but I don't, I don't see it being out like in the summer. Like, I think it'll be out soon. Right. The um the other one was uh do what was it? Um, God of War Ragnarok. Um, I really like the God of War game. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> but um. You know, seeing what they do with, uh, you know, with that. Now that I've got a PlayStation 5, I can actually fucking play the game when it comes out. So I'm, uh, I'm actually kind of excited for, uh, uh, for what they do with Ragnarok. Uh, if they open it up a little bit more, uh, then, you know, than the original, or the God of War for, you know, PS4, uh, most recent God of War, um, but keep the combat very similar. I think the combat was pretty solid. Um, not necessarily what you expect from like all the previous God of Wars one through two and three, but, um, but it was more, um, melee focused. Like you, you had, you know, you had your combos and whatnot. So, so what were your three then? Mm, I'm going to say, what did I say? Um, Horizon Forbidden West, God of War, Ragnarok and Dying Light 2. And Jason, now that you've had a second to think about it. I don't know that I have three, but... Um, oh, Arc 2 is supposed to come out this year, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's coming out. Like I am definitely uh, interested in Elden Ring and the new God of War. Um, yeah, you, you played a decent the, amount of Dark Souls. The new God of War is going to be... Uh, um, gonna be kind of hard without a PS5, so I'll just have to wait and see whether or not that does a PC run or not. Um, Dying Light Two, I'm not really all that interested in. So yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's I mean, I mean, I'm interested in uh, Dungeon of the Endless Dungeon that's coming out but I don't know if that's coming out this year or not. But obviously I really like Dungeon of the Endless. I mean, Stalker 2 is supposed to come out yeah. at the end of this year too. Yeah. If it I'm doesn't get you pushed know back. pushed again. Yeah. Basically anything that's in the in the last three uh, months of the year, we, we're just kind of hopeful that it will happen this year. That's why, um, that's why I, I don't think Starfield registered with me because I don't know that it is for sure coming out. Well, that's the the latest date was like early November, so mm, yeah, because it was supposed to be uh, eleven eleven twenty two twenty two or something, something like that. Like They're yeah. gonna do that like they did eleven eleven eleven. Right. I think that's what they were you know they were aiming for. Whether or not it's actually going to be ready, we still don't even know what the fuck that game is. To I be know. honest, that's yeah. true. We're gonna have to wait. <laughs> so so. With that, we've got our game of the year for 2021 out there. Jason, where can you find us? 
Find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. Our YouTube channel is YouTube.com slash TiltCast. And search for us on iTunes and Spotify. Subscribe. Mm. We have some friends of the show. We've got Cabbage KBG. We've got NoQuarters.net. We've got Picking Up the Pixels. We've got BMFCast.com and TVGP.TV. They have their own favorites of 2021. And with that, it's the end of the show. All right. Peace. Peace.